The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will, I will not, not lose. lose. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ and I got my man. Yeah, Yes, he's the DB of the show. We are here live in Las Vegas, taping the Vegas Hype Studios, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom. All right, so we're covering it all while laughing at all and providing a platform to be heard. All right, so you know what we do about this time. We got to welcome our guests. We got a special guest here today. All right. You have been deemed, all right, the most recognizable voice in Las Vegas. Ooh. Most, <laughs> all right? And we're not going to even, we ain't going to hold it up no more. Today we have Mr. Golden Pipes in the house, <laughs> Carnell Johnson. Let's clap it up for him. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. Hear that melodious voice. <laughs> <laughs> so how we start our show, man, is a, a shoot your shot moment. Okay. All right? So this is kind of, you give us a story. It could have been anything, success, fail. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have shoot your shot and, you know, <laughs> we need to get a rebound. But just a story of a time where you went for it all and you bet on yourself. Well, um, as an entertainer, you got to do that 100% all the time okay. because if you don't, you'll never, you'll never make it, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm going to quote Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So, Boom. So, you know, me being a uh, singer in hockey, I just I, I have to keep going. So I guess one story is um, – to get this gig, I had to send in a video. Okay. And I just chose one of my YouTube videos of me singing. I was just like, eh, we'll just see what happens. Send right. it in. Uh -huh. They wanted me to come in for the live audition. I came in with, uh, like, over the course of a few days, like 600 other people. Uh, we all did our live audition, and then they narrowed it down to 40-something, and I was one of those. And it just rolled after that, after, after I got started. I love it. That's big time. <laughs> That's a hell of a shoot your shot. <laughs> with, with the Wayne Gretzky lead-in quote. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, all net, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right. So, hat trick on them, correct. So let's uh, let's let's back up to okay. your background. All so, right. I guess where did your love and your talent start for a in the music and in sports in general? Your love for sports. How did that start? My love for sports, one hundred percent, believe it or not, started when I started singing for the Golden Knights. Okay. So in oh, two thousand eighteen. Wow. Okay. Now I, I've. I've been a fan. I've always, you know, kind of watched it here, watched it there. My grandma was a huge Running Rebels fan in the in the nineties. Okay, um, you know the the Larry the, the Johnson, Johnson days, Stacy Ogman, all those guys. Yep. Um, and so it was on at the house because we lived with my grandparents, and so she would be like in the other room, yelling and cheering, mm -hmm. and and so I've been around it for a long time. I played uh, baseball when I was a little kid. I played okay. soccer, okay. Uh, but I have never been in love with a sport until I started going to games and started learning it. about okay. it. So it's something that's kind of new to me. Got you. Got you. And in that, I guess that foundation, you, you were born and raised here in Las Vegas, right? Born and raised. Yeah. What high school did you go to? Green Valley. Green Valley. Mm -hmm. So in those times, Green Valley, I, okay. yeah, you're a Gator. Yep. <laughs> Definitely a Gator. Yep. <laughs> so in, in those times, um, was there ever, were you, a, were you a bigger kid as a kid as well? Or, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't the biggest in school, sure. but I, I definitely uh, had football coaches looking going, at me. I was getting to that. They was like, <laughs> they hey, was recruiting lunch yeah. <laughs> They were just like, hey, why don't you come try for football? football yeah. And my dumb ass was like, no, choir's where I want to be. That's, <laughs> that's going to do it for me. Um, you know, not, not thinking, you know, well, that's where all the cheerleaders go to the yeah. football players. But, I, you know, later I wised up and I was like, well, at least let me do something. So I ended up doing like track, shot, putting discus. My guy. Um, there you go. <laughs> my guy. There you go. Yep. So where did your kind of musical inspiration, like, have you always been singing? Is that like something that was from the scratch since you said, hey, you know, I'm not going to play football let me stay in this choir room it, it definitely comes from my, both my parents my mom more so than my dad oh, but uh, my mom she was singing in high school she went to bonanza okay. um my dad went to clark so i mean they they both sang in in their respective schools um they had me when I, when they were very young they were both 15 years old and uh, i just kind of grew up around it so there are cassette tapes of me singing it like two years old uh, oh, we got to get our hands on some of that right there. <laughs> right. That, that classic right. golden right. pipes yeah. right there. Yeah, like just ask my mom; she might still have them. <laughs> um, but it just it just kind of stayed with me all all through life. I, I took piano lessons when I was in elementary school. Wow. I did uh, my handbell choir at the end of elementary school. I did band in middle school. Hold on, handbell. Handbell, yeah. You got to give. Me, I'm not. What's the handbell? <laughs> so, so I mean, think of like. You, you know, if you see one of those movies where they take one of those little bells and <laughs> ding, 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 ding. so it's those, but a much more refined version of gotcha. it. Yeah, much bigger, uh, different sizes. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, much more refined version of that. The handbells. Uh, hand that's what's up. And then, yeah, middle school uh, band and switched to choir in middle school. And that's once I started in seventh grade. It, he was locked. That was it. Nice. Got yeah. it. Okay. So, so you switched in, in seventh grade. Because I was going to get to that because. I grew up in a small church, and we all had to be in the Sunshine Band. Did you play the handbells, or were you? I did not. Or did I you did have, not. Were I you on a tambourine? Any. So everybody, <laughs> I knew how to play. I played tambourine, a little bongos, a little bit, mm -hmm. a little bongos. Yeah. So, but but everybody had to sing in the Sunshine Band, right? We all had to sing in the choir, and I knew I couldn't sing when they t they didn't offer me a solo like they offered everybody else. Right? So everybody else had a solo. So I guess when did you know? And maybe it was middle school, but when did you know like? You know what? I can really, I can really blow. I have golden pipes. Like I got pipes. I can, I can sing. I mean, I guess you could say it started in middle school when I really started recognizing it. Um, I, I was getting solos. Uh, Dang, my, my voice was, uh, it, it, it had dropped. Uh, between sixth grade and seventh grade was literally that three month span. I went from being a boy soprano to. I mean, you know, I didn't sound like this, right. but I had, I, I had, I had, had some bass in me and, <laughs> and that, the choir teacher was very happy when, when I came rolling through, <laughs> um, and started, yeah, just started getting some solos. And then once I got into high school, I started like really gaining the solos. There's something called a solo and ensemble It's right. where you, it's a competition where you just go and sing. Right. And, um, the person who gets the highest score in the state of Nevada gets something called command performance. And I won that junior and senior year. Back to back. Back to back. Let's go. <laughs> Slight flex. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. All, it all started Humble there. Brag. Wow. So all you, started. you played the piano. Was there any other um, instruments that you were getting into? Piano was mostly it in that time. Now, in high school, I started picking up the guitar and drums a little bit. Oh, okay. I can still drum a little bit, but I actually have a duo here in town, and I play guitar for that. And um, yeah, that's... 
I don't know what else to say about that. And I was just like, <laughs> that's, that's fine, pretty man. much it. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> oh, wait, saxophone. Because I, I was in band in middle school. I forgot about that. I mean, how do you I just forget about the saxophone? Saxophone, You want me to pull out some Kenny G? Just let me know. Just let me know. That's, that's just something. That, oh, you know what? The sax. <laughs> He's going to pull that out, right? Like, <laughs> that's been a long time since that one. Okay. So how, how did you uh, make your choice into moving into college? How did you make your choice into what college you're going to go to? Um, I, I think definitely the music school had something to do with it. I actually started college at Arizona State. Okay. Um, they had a, a pretty good music program. And I got a full ride scholarship to go there. I didn't want to stay in town with my family. I was like, you know, it's time for me to get out on my own, mm -hmm. try my own thing. And um, that was a horrible thing because I started partying too hard. Yeah, I, was, I, was about to, I was about to press pause because you said Arizona State. Hey, and the was, first thing I thought it was the pools or something. Yep. <laughs> Just right immediately, right? I've, I've been to Arizona State campuses for. I have too. A lot that's of all I'm going to say about that. Correct. And in <laughs> baby, forgive me. In, in, in ninety nine two thousand, uh, Playboy rated them the number one party, party school. school. Yep, yep. they and still hold that illustrious title. Oh man! <laughs> and in two thousand two thousand one, it lived up to its reputation. So, I I tell us some of those shoot your shot, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there are too many of those because you know they they um, they know how to say no down there. Oh boy! Right? Because right. they got their pick. So you ended up going, so then you transferred to UNLV. Right. Yeah, I came back to UNLV. Um, I actually started as um, undeclared. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I kind of okay. wanted to get away from music a little bit. Just taking a break yeah. and kind of reassess or yeah. whatever. Uh -huh. And then after like a month, a uh, year and a half, I was like, you know what, let me just go back to it. And so I went back into music education. Nice. So what was that that, that year and a half time frame without you know doing what you've been doing all your life? How was that process? It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, at, at college, I was taking care of all of my um, core core subjects that you have to do. Sure. Right. Um, but I was also trying a couple other things. I tried architecture. I tried communications um, just to see if I liked anything else. And nothing else spoke to me like right, music that. did. See, that's the, and that's the importance of college. I'm going to go back into that. Every time I have an opportunity to bring it back, we always talk about the importance of the NCAA. Every time we talk about college, he brings Rocky Marciano out. Like, listen, down with the NCAA, college is okay if you to experience. Experience, right. But the fact is, if you're an athlete and you have a that's your thing, and you know that's where you want to go. There's options for you where college is not something you need to do. The key was options, right? That was the key word there. Oh, here we go. Here we Mr. go. Mr. Golden Pipe said he explored some different options in college, but that was where he learned some different options. Like, this was my love of music. He already knew that was his love, but he, he had to experience some things to yeah. really He experienced really some understand things it. at ASU as well. So yeah. like, we're not going to get into those experiences. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so you went to UNLV. How is being in having a music career in Vegas, right? Like, you know, some have certain perceptions like, oh my gosh, it's it's like if you would go to, they tell you to go to LA if you want to be an actor and mm. things like that, entertainment, right? Mm. So you would think, especially old Vegas, right? Where they had more um, the live music and things like that. How was it coming up? It's it's different. It's okay. a whole, whole other thing. I, I mean, I've been, Vegas used to have a lot of musicals here. They had Lion King, they had uh, Million Dollar Quartet, they had Mamma Mia. Uh, just a ton, Jersey Boys, and 
I tried out for those musicals. Okay. I was in my 20s, so I was still pretty young. Mm-hmm. But I tried out for all of those, and it's hard. Really? Like, Vegas is a very small town, and, mm-hmm. like, once you get established, people kind of look for those names as they're coming through. So a lot of my friends now got those gigs. I didn't know them back then. Gotcha. But I was trying to get those gigs, <laughs> and, I mean, I started in 2003. That was my first time I auditioned for... Um, for for a musical here in okay. town, I can't even remember what it was, but uh, you're talking 17 years. I've been auditioning. I mean, w- once I got the gig there, so 15 years. Okay, but it's it's not easy by any means. Really, you know? no, I won't say it's as hard as L.A. L.A. is riddled with it. You throw a dart, you can find somebody who can <laughs> who can do something. You can go to Applebee's and find somebody. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what they want to do, and right. then they got to pay, pay the bills otherwise. But pay the bills. yeah, it was. It wasn't easy getting in, into it now. Not too. Forgive me for my ignorance on this question, mm-hmm. but how much of singing is kind of God-given talent and then the part that's the trained part? How much, where, where is that line drawn? Or how much does that go into both of those categories there? That's a hard question for me to answer. Okay. And it's, so in, in my family, there are a bunch of people who can sing. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily trained, but they right. can hold a tune. Okay. But then there are people who are completely tone deaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's, I, you know, I don't know. If you, can, if you can hold a tune, I think you can be trained to a certain degree. Okay. You know, you can, the, the voice is just like any other muscle. You work it, it gets stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you're going to sound like you're going to sound it's hard to change that mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's i, I mean yeah i know it it sounds <laughs> hey, simple but bad news I, for you yeah, I, 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 you was looking for a hope i was uh, trying to say <laughs> i can get a solo on the sunshine band at, at 30 something years old now please. <laughs> negative goes i got right. you okay yeah okay Makes sense. that's too funny all right so um you sang at the um venetian yes are you still there or do you did you like, how long have you been there? Like, how did that gig come about? I started there in 2001 after I came back from ASU. Oh, okay. Needed a gig. Um, and there were a bunch of my other college friends who were like, just go audition for here. And I went and auditioned. They're like, yeah, you know, and they taught me how to row the, the gondola there. Um, did it for a couple of years and then kind of partied a little too much, called out a little too much. <laughs> and they just basically uh, just stopped putting me on the schedule. That's too funny. You so know, that's my early twenties. No, absolutely. Uh, but, <laughs> but still like it's, you're singing, you're, you're doing, you're in your lane, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's different, right? Yeah. So the gondola different. rides and it's so funny, man. I used to remember just all the times going through there. Mm-hmm. What's a, do you have a wild story about the gondola ride? Like, has there been any like really weird requests and things like that? Cause I know they tell you like, this is the guidelines, but, I mean, this is a tipping town. You know, someone comes mm-hmm. with the proper, you know, handshake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got any of those stories? The weirdest thing for me, other people do have stories. Oh, cause really? Because we, we used to have the uh, the AVNs here. The, yes. And they would ride the gondolas, and people got some stories on there. They saw it. Especially going under the tunnels, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they saw everything in there. Um, <laughs> but the the weirdest one for me, it's kind of like, it was empowering for them, but me, it's just awkward, was um, this woman who had uh, breast cancer and survived, which is great, you 100%. know, bless her heart. Right. Um, she, but she had a double mastectomy. Ooh. So, you know, nothing, nothing up there. Absolutely. But her and her husband's thing was they go to these places and they take pictures topless. So, like, we're in the tunnel and I'm going <laughs> and... 
like without warning she just takes off her top and i'm just like ah and then i notice that there's nothing there and i'm like uh what, what? what? yeah it, it, and then they kind of explained afterwards and i was like well power to you but like warn me next time <laughs> can i get a heads up on that like yeah because you know because most people are understanding right so it's yeah. like no yeah just let me know i can turn my head or yeah. something right oh no i like they were doing a picture i ducked down i i pulled down my hat and i was just like don't look i can't, I can't be in this picture oh that's awesome um your daughter just had a pretty, not I won't say recently, but I mean, she had a pretty dope COVID birthday. Like yeah. my, I had a COVID birthday and it wasn't as dope as your daughter's <laughs> yeah, birthday. So tell us about how that went down. And I mean, this is just pretty awesome. That was, th- that was just supposed to be like a one or two cars. So my, my daughter is born May 2nd. So okay. it was pretty early in, in the COVID days, mm-hmm. um, you know, before we kind of opened things back up and people are like, what's COVID? Now they're all partying at pools and everything. All right. <laughs> um, so we were having one of those drive-by birthdays where all I wanted people was to just drive Come by, honk, honk the horn, home. say hi. And um, one of my really good friends here in town is a retired firefighter. Um, he's actually one of the, he um, was in 9-11 and he moved over here and like, wow. He, he's one of the greatest guys in town, does so much for so many people. That's dope. So I just asked him, hey, can we just have like a, an and one, an <laughs> engine? Can we just have it drive by, flash the sirens a little bit, wave? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, and I'll get a cop car too. And I was like, cool, couple couple cars, no big deal, right? So two o'clock rolls around. Um, the first couple of, car- of my friend's cars, they start. Mm-hmm. And then down the street, just this cavalcade of like four or five fire engines, like four or five cop cars, some ambulances, an old like fire truck that has no top on it. I'm just like, what is going on? He gets here and he goes, so you just wanted a couple, right? And I was just like, <laughs> you. But I mean, that's yeah. something. And people keep telling me like, how are you going to top that? I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> a rap or not. I'm not going to try. You had some other special guests that came by too, right? Um. Oh yeah, we had, who do we have? We had Chance. We had Cash from um, the Light. Light. Um, we had uh, the 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 Aviators guys came by. Like, how old was she? Start, how old was she turning again? Eight. Yeah, that sucks for you. That's sixteen. I know. About to be real. I know. I'm like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping she doesn't remember this <laughs> right. too well. Well, this catalog on social media, you might want to block or hide right. that one. <laughs> so, hey, Miles, man, we want to jump into uh, jump into those quick hits, man. All right, so. Uh, I got a series of kind of just kind of quick questions. You give me your thoughts on them. Okay. Uh, first time you were starstruck. Um, uh, high school. I was a standard bearer in golf for Darius Rucker. Ooh, okay. Yep. Oh, nice. Someone you would pay to see perform. I would pay to see. I know he's gone, but Ray Charles. Good mm, shit. That is like good. that's one that I'm kind of myth. I didn't get to see before he passed. Nice. Okay, so these two, I don't know, in my personal opinion, I don't know if they're really vocalists, but Rihanna or Gaga? Um, I might have to go Gaga. I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> my man from Maroon 5, I can't think of his name. Can, can, Adam Levine. Can, Adam, can yeah. he sing to you? Yes, he can. Oh, come on. Okay. I mean, at, at the core, Yes. It's the core. It's there we of, go. Technically. Yes, technically. <laughs> Back to holding the tune. Yeah, he can hold the tune. And, <laughs> you know, d- does he have a voice that I enjoy? Not really. 
<laughs> but that doesn't mean that he can't sing. Okay. Hey, I that's all you. we need to hear right yeah. there. Yeah. That's perfect. Confirmed. <laughs> all right. Sure. Um, so on this one, we're going to start one. Mm-hmm. We're going to bench one. And we're going to cut one. Okay. Series of three here. Okay. I recently have a daughter as well. So I'm into these kind of musical. We watch them together. Okay. Right. <laughs> so out of these three, I already know we're going to go here. But Hamilton, Sister Act, are Pitch Perfect. Start one. Ooh, that's a great one. Bench one and cut one. I know he's going to start. You're going to start, start Hamilton. Hamilton. I'll yeah, start that's Hamilton. So we I've got been, that. Yeah. I've been, Hamilton's been in my bones for three years. So um, <laughs> you're going to bench Sister Act mm-hmm. and you're going to cut Pitch Perfect. Dang, Pat Amy. <laughs> <laughs> All good. That's it? Yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, really quick before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still do Dark Mondays and perform at Dark Mondays? Oh, Monday's Dark. Monday's dark. Yeah. Excuse me. No, I'm it's all right. Dyslexic. Um, Monday's dark. Uh, yeah, at um at the space, which is uh right behind uh the Rio. The Rio over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, just great. I mean, they raise ten thousand dollars every every second Monday. What? Um, or every or two Mondays a month, they raise ten thousand dollars for a, a charity in town, and he just, and Mark Chinook is just one of the nicest guys here. Oh, in that's town. phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I asked that. All right, so let's kind of get into the the golden pipes here. Let's get into right. the game, man. All right. Uh, so you did share the story about um you know shooting your shot right mm-hmm. going for this competition and, and becoming but it wasn't as easy it, it took some time right like they had a roster of people and you finally got a chance to go <laughs> and never look back <laughs> yeah I, I i so i cut the story short um to just to be able to tell this part so um i got the email after after the live audition okay i got the email of the 42 and they're like we're gonna send you 42 an- yeah because because there's usually 41 oh. or 42 home games Home game. so they wanted so gotcha. they have yep. one for yep. every single game so i was one of the 42 and um they said we're gonna send you an email next week and give you all the details well next week turned into two weeks two weeks turned into four weeks four <laughs> weeks turned into months don't call um, us we'll call you <laughs> right and i just wasn't getting anything and mm-hmm. As as an entertainer, we're used to that because you audition for something, and if they don't want you, they just don't call you. Not that they didn't want me, but I'm just used to waiting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And so finally, one of my friends posted that she got a position with them. So I sent her a message. Was like, hey, I got this email a while back. Sent it to her. She was like, is there? I was like, is there anything you can do? She's like, all right, give me a little bit. I'll get back to you in a mm-hmm. couple of days. Um. And in a couple of days, she emailed me back. Said email this person let them know what what's going on i was like cool so i emailed them uh didn't hear anything for about a week but in that week i got a it was either an email i can't remember it was an email call or text but i got they contacted me mm-hmm. and said hey our singer tomorrow night is sick would you like to fill in and i was like absolutely they said good here's sound check be there went in there sang for sound check they loved it um and i I can neither confirm nor deny this, but I was told that I was the first person in the arena to stop for the word night because they always say, gave proof through the night. Everybody yells it. Mm-hmm. And I was told I was the first person to stop for it. And I just got chills. And when I did that, that kind of solidified it. I, I, it kind of solidified it. Dope shit. Um, but they asked me back next week and they said, can you sing the Canadian national anthem? Yep. Came in, did both of them. Uh, three weeks i just started doing it and then playoffs comes up and we made playoffs we're mm-hmm. you know western conference champs and the general manager was like 
you know, hockey guys are very superstitious. Super, oh my gosh, it's I've, yeah, I've heard they're that. ridiculously wow. superstitious. Yeah. And so the GM said, I don't want anybody else singing, but Carnell. So I I sang for the first round. I sang for the second round. I sang for the third round. And then well, and and then the third round. That was the whole, I don't know if you saw the Carrie Underwood uh, yeah. debacle, because she was just that. like, yeah. oh, now that the Preds are out, you know, I'll come sing uh, for you right. guys. And like, I didn't say anything, but everybody else was oh, like, we got no, this. we got, got it, we, got we this, did. Cause. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, nah, we, we cool. Um, <laughs> we got it over here. And then, uh, and then apparently after her, Aaron Carter was supposed to come in and sing. And they got, they, they set him up with everything. Mm-hmm. And... Um, eventually they uh that's when the general manager was like nope we got our guy no, we're, we're, we're good. good and so singing through all that we get all the way to the finals I, that just uh, uh, yes i'm trained mm-hmm. but i was also in the right place at the right time yeah. if anybody had been trained and done what i did it would have been them mm-hmm. but because because of what i do and i was also the first person to face the flag just because that's what i've been taught the way the way it's all set up you're at one end of the rink, correct, and the arena is—they're uh, all out behind you, but the flag is this way mm-hmm. on the shorter end. Yeah. So I just asked, "Where's the flag?" And they told me. I didn't tell them I was going to turn to it. I just wanted to know. And so when I went out there, I turned to it. The camera guy was behind me because he's used to everyone else standing that way. way. Right. And then about thirty seconds into it, I hear this. <laughs> He's walking on the ice around because he's just filming the back of my head. Right. <laughs> um, so that yo, the, those were the couple That's of firsts that I did. Amazing. And people, people liked it, and you know, they kept asking me back. They asked me back second season, and then in the middle of second season is when they asked me, "Will you be the national anthem singer?" <laughs> the Golden Pipes. <laughs> That's big time. Yeah, it was. It was really awesome. So take me into that feeling of walking into the arena. You know, your first time mm-hmm. that you sung the national anthem. What was that feeling? Um, cold. <laughs> like, I, Facts. You, you, I mean, that, that's, that's how it was. Like you, obviously you're on ice, but you don't think about it until mm-hmm. you're standing Stand there. there. Okay. And it's just, I mean, they have to keep it below freezing because they have to keep the ice cold. I didn't think about it. And I'm sitting there like, I can't remember which leg it was, but one leg just started shaking uncontrollably <laughs> as I'm singing. And I just, you know, it was nervous. There's 18,500 fans in there, plus all of the employees, plus all of the NHL people. Right. I mean, you're talking close to 20,000 people. And, and, and that, you're just in some shoes, some jeans, and a shirt. Like, mm-hmm. these guys got, like, equipment. Mm-hmm. Even the the uh, refs got, like, full leggings. Oh, yeah, they got hats on. Yeah. <laughs> and I just... Yeah, it was it was cold and a little nerve wracking. Just to sure. Be and now, yeah. at to that point, was that the largest audience you performed uh, before? Um, I yes, I do believe so. Yeah, he had to think though. I so, did. I noticed well. that though. He's like, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. You know, carry the one. <laughs> so nerves, still. Um, or is it like old hat now? Like you just well, not not um. Like player nervous, right? Like mm-hmm. excited for the game. You, definitely the excitement. The only time I get nervous, um, the national anthem is a hard song to sing. Yeah, ask Fergie. It's <laughs> Carl, Carl Lewis. Uh, ask Roseanne. I can, you can, ask, you know. the, ask the little girl <laughs> that just yeah. froze. Yeah, it's yeah. you know it's a hard song to sing, and people don't realize that. And I'm fortunate enough that the way I face, they have the lyrics up there. Where they put them? 
they there's a there's like a little on the reader ticker. Board? yeah yep. yeah there's, that goes all the way around mm-hmm. and so right where i'm looking the lyrics are up there <laughs> so great. if the lyrics are there i'm great i don't have to look at them i just like having that safety it's almost net. like that yeah that safety net that yeah. comfort blanket okay yep. there's been one time where their um their video thing was broken and <laughs> i get out there i turn to sing and nothing's up there and i go Oh, and I, 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 it was a visual thing where I kind of froze a little bit and I was just like, please don't let this be the time that I forget these words. Um, and my best friend was off to the side. She kind of noticed everything and mm-hmm. she was just like, what was wrong? And I was like, they didn't have the, the words. words up there. I just, I didn't have my safety net. And that's when I was just like, I know I have the song in me. I can do it, you know, to, till the cows come home. But just knowing that's there is just very, very calming, and so, 100%. so that was that was that was more nerve wracking than my first time singing. Way more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the national anthem, right? I mean, there it's under certain spotlight for a lot of different social reasons mm-hmm. now about <clears throat> who's standing, who's kneeling, those in mm-hmm. that nature. Mm-hmm. Singing the national anthem, I, I, obviously there's a responsibility to the country. There's a responsibility to the event. Is there any pressure with that? Um, as a black man, as a black man, singing the national anthem, or is it just what you have to do? It. I don't think there's ever been any pressure um, until last night. Uh, one of my friends, uh, she's also a person of color. She asked me, "Have you ever considered kneeling during the national anthem?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'll never, if I'm performing it, I'll never kneel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so because of breath support. Like, <laughs> that's a hard song to sing anyway. Right, right. And, it, you know, if I'm kneeling and tucking in, that's yeah. I can't get the proper breath. But um, also, like you said, it's kind of having that moral responsibility to mm-hmm. the country. Do I, do I agree with the people who kneel? Absolutely. Do I agree with the people who stand? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, people say, a, a lot of different military people are saying that's why we fought for this country to sure. be free and so you can have those choices mm-hmm. now if i wasn't performing and somebody said will you kneel with me 100 percent, i would kneel you know and it's nothing it's never to disrespect the country that's what no, everyone not, thinks it is no, it's every, not, everyone i shouldn't say everyone <laughs> not, no you're right not everyone does think that Everybody but there are people who are like why are you disrespecting the flag and it's like no, it's, it's not, not that it's to bring forth the social injustice that's happening. And um, what was the first, you sung um, the first game in the bubble, right? When the Stars, I think it was the Stars versus VGK, and they all kneeled. when because you were Oh, on yeah, yeah, Ryan Reeves and, and uh I think and you quoted like Ryan, Ryan was uh, singing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I, I saw him mouthing the words, which tells me right there he doesn't disrespect. It's not about the flag. No, you know, I, he's, he still feels that, you know, excitement mm-hmm. that joy or whatever yeah. to be in uh, an amazing nation mm-hmm. but there's some things wrong with the nation yeah and that's that's why they were kneeling and, and he's canadian he doesn't have to sing the american national anthem so, no that no, i was that was pretty awesome seeing him doing that absolutely so do you know the um african-american national anthem um lift every voice and sing that one yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, do, do you know it past the second verse <laughs> uh I, I have to look at the lyrics no, that's, for that a, one. that's a we running joke Wait, you need to ticker for that one yeah man. i do if i see the lyrics i can sing it i know the melody Shit, i it. think everybody can but that's when that's, the hum comes in real strong yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> till victory yeah <laughs> 
So, oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. You good? Yeah. Um, for being, being, you know, the Vegas pipes, how did that ever start? Is that something that just kind of came organically? Um, something you support? Like, how did that whole thing come about? It came 100% organically. That's um, dope. When I first started singing, it was in the first three uh, games that I sang, too. The first one I sang, Hold people, on. Right off jump. Basically. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, after my second time singing, I got a message just from a fan who was like, I want to get you a jersey to wear down there. What do you want on the back of it? And, of course, this was, you know, m just a few months after October 1 happened. Correct. So I'm thinking I want to honor these people. So I want the 58 and I want the Vegas Strong on it. So mm -hmm. I was like, whatever you guys choose is fine. But here's, here, here, yeah, here, here's, here's my input. I, I will wear whatever you do. Um, but, you know, since you asked me, I'll tell you. And he was just like, all right, we'll take that in consideration. And then he took a poll with a whole bunch of other people just to see what they what like. Mm -hmm. And they just wanted, you know what, there's only one Golden Pipes. And so they wanted the number one. Mm -hmm. And because of the Golden Knights, they wanted the Golden Pipes. And so he gave it to me and I wore it. And that just, that took off from there. That's so just crazy. I didn't even think of Golden Pipes. It was <laughs> 100% not me. And that's usually, Bro, well, they so say nice. like you can't give yourself a nickname, right? right like right. it's not as valid. And well, Dion would probably tell you something different. But <laughs> that's Dion Sanders. <laughs> Kobe would too. Rest Kobe, in peace, Kobe. Right. Yeah. But, um, but they're still, right? The one. It's still for one October, so I mean, you still can. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can, you can, you can have that, you, you know, kind of symbolism and, with it. So absolutely, that's awesome, man. So celebrities are not new to Las Vegas. We know that, but kind of becoming a celebrity, uh, definitely a homegrown celebrity. How is that life now? Um, not too much has changed. I mean, I'm okay. I'm still, I, I still have a day job. Well, I did before COVID happened. Right. <laughs> um, I'm still a dad. I still go grocery shopping. <laughs> I still run errands. I get my oil changed. You know, <laughs> it's it's nothing. A lot has changed except for people recognizing me uh out and about and mm -hmm. just saying you know oh you're the golden pipes you know thank you so much for singing or um contacting me and wanting me to sing for different things um th those have been the biggest changes that i've ha that i've gone through do right. you ever say like i'm i'm carnell right now i'm not the golden pipes right now i'm just carnell or is it one in the same it, it, uh no, I, I don't. They just, you know, oh, Golden Pipes. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, just, you know some people do say Carnell or, or they'll call me Carnell and I'm like looking around and I don't recognize uh -huh. anybody. Like, Who's the hell saying my name? Yeah. Right? And then they're like waving and I'm looking at them going, hi. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, I see you at the games. So I'm like, oh, okay. I, you know, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm very flattered, but I, I just, I don't know these people. <laughs> So we do have, I'll take it in a, I thought you were going a different way with that. So with the celebrities that come to the game, who have you got a chance to like take a picture with, say hi to, or are they giving you props saying, hey man, I love what you do on, on the ice? Um, so number one, Wayne Newton. Yeah, um, I saw that. That's I, I, I had that picture with him. I saw that picture. That's dope. Um, and then uh, the rapper AP9. I don't know. He lives here in Vegas. AP's good people. And he's, he's always up with me in Hyde Lounge. And we, we just like, started shooting the shit up there and so he's one that like he's just another regular guy like but, but ap is really good people though oh no he's awesome people because he has a very hard exterior <laughs> oh yeah no you look at you, him you're you like look, yeah but if you know him he's, <laughs> you talk, he's, he's good people such a, such a nice guy um 
not too many more actually okay you know i've seen people I'm, i've met some of the knights players um not even all of them though not yet oh really yeah I, i'm like alex tuck um he'll, he'll see me every now and then and he'll say hi to me nate schmidt um, well, a lot of them head over to that the Wolfgang Puck thing. I forgot. What yeah, they the just, players' locker. The players' locker. Yeah, so because they have a vested interest, a interest in it. In it. Yep. So, do you do some things with them over there, right? Like, do you see some of the guys over there? Uh, I have seen. That's where I've actually oh, okay. seen Alex Tuck, um, Schmidt. I was there for the opening, and it was on the same night that uh, Ryan Reeves was releasing one of his other beer mm. flavors. <laughs> so they were kind of split between the two. <laughs> um, but that night, I got to. I've met William Carlson a couple times, okay. just out and around. Um, yeah, that's. I really don't meet too many celebrities. celebrities. Yeah, and so you say you're a fan now. Mm-hmm. I guess talk about how you feel their chances are now, kind of in their Canadian bubble, and how that's going for them. They won last night. Let's go. Cheers. One on the series. As of, <laughs> as of right now, I mean, they've played five five games: an exhibition, three round robin, and first game, and they're five and zero with them. Um, their chances are looking amazing. I, you know, I think the there are probably a couple other teams that have that but you're 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 you might be looking at the next stanley cup champions stanley cup champions i think so i like gotcha. that there's a team there's a team in colorado that i like as well the, the avalanche they're they're excuse me <laughs> he's not wrong he's not wrong i'm not wrong nathan mckinnon is an amazing player tyree man. kill of- <laughs> and they got our old uh pierre edward belmar you know mm-hmm. so he mm-hmm. knows how the knights work see i mean it's just some things that you you think you don't say though I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just said there's a team at Colorado that yeah, yeah, is okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's all I said. All right, so there's a hashtag that I don't know if it was hockey or Vegas. I want to say it's hockey created, mm-hmm. and it's the um, a We Skate For campaign. Yes. Did you do the voiceover for the one that the Vegas Golden Knights did? I did. Okay, I thought that was your <laughs> voice. All right. How did you feel about being a part of that? And it's dope because they're allowing – everyone to say what they they skate for right um so we had some pretty good ones but how'd you uh, get involved and and tell us about that that so they were just gonna have me come in and do an audio recording of the national anthem Mm. just because all the the nhl asked all the teams up in the bubble send your recording of the anthem so you know the blackhawks send theirs the avs send theirs and so we sent ours and when i got there they said, we literally just got this green lit like 10 minutes ago before you got here. I just wrote out this script. We want you to do the read for this. Get the, that's what... <laughs> and I was, I was like, really? And they were just like, yeah, we're going to you know, release it once the games get going. Uh-huh. And so you know, I did that a few weeks ago. Um, They're not recent. And, and yeah, yeah. And, and she just, she, uh, she texted me yesterday. She's like, we're going to go live with it, you know, um, tonight at 7.30. And once I, like, started listening to it, it's one of those things where you're like, holy crap, that's me. And, you know, thousands of people are hearing this, whether they agree with it or not. Like, right. I'm there. <laughs> Absolutely. Most recognized voice in Las Vegas. <laughs> Accurate. So, I, I'm, I'm sorry, EJ, if I'm going too far ahead of myself, but I saw, I read that you, you know, one of your kind of your goals are being kind of uh, voiceovers for animated movies or video games and stuff. Was mm-hmm. that like the first step or you felt like that was like the first step into getting into that goal? I, I think it definitely helped. Uh, I, I've taken uh, lessons, voiceover lessons in the past 
and people have always told me, oh, you know, you got an amazing voice. And it's one of those things where, like, if you don't keep doing it, you kind of lose that technique. Sure. And so being able to do that kind of showed me, oh, this, you know, this is something I really do enjoy doing. I do want to further the technique on that. So, yeah, I would love to... You know, wake up in my PJs, roll over to my voice booth. Yep. (laughs) The little setup. Yep. Just get my coffee, sit it right there, and just, you know, whatever. Animation, (laughs) video games, TV. I just, it'd be great. That's a dope gig. Right. (laughs) So, um, you mentioned this a little bit, and if you could expand upon it, because it's a chilling, like, even you talking about it, like, I got chills and takes me back to a game. You naturally pause for nights, and then how did you come up with, because you're classically trained. Yes. And you don't really belt, like, it's not a full opera when you're doing the national anthem, so you found a little blend. How did you come up with that, and then how did you naturally, like, roll into, like, the nights? Because it's like a main stake when you go to the game. So how did all of those things come about? So the nights was just from my friends who had gone to games before telling me, hey, just so you know, they do this. And it was, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was my decision to just pause um, because they said a lot of people have gotten flubbed up when everyone yells and then you're just like, oh, wait, (laughs) what do I do now? Right. Um, Because I knew it was coming. I was just like, you know what? I don't need to say anything because they're going to cover it. Um, It was that naturally just happened. That's nice. <laughs> and then how did you come about the range? Because you said oh, there's yeah, yeah. a way to do it, right? Like you did it the right way. Like you go in, you face the flag. And so other key, how did you come up with this is the sound I want, you know, for that? And, and no Ferg. Just, <laughs> you know, just just the way I was taught. I, I, I went in there and, and sang it. You know, all these people try to embellish and you know oh say does that start singing you know with like Wanya Morris up in there yeah yeah (laughs) you know um I'm and not to harp on Wanya because um he did cover me one time yeah uh, went in there it was either Wanya or Nate I can't remember uh but they paused because I did it so um but all these technique right but all these people just try to change it and it's one of those things where, with all anthems, mm-hmm. I mean, the Canadian national anthem, Russian, Italian, whatever, it's written a certain way to sound a certain way. And so you just do it that way. Gotcha. And that's what I'll, I've always done. People are like, oh, you do it the right way. I was like, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I do it as it's written. And so I just literally, I go out there, I sing it note for note mm-hmm. as it's written. I hold for one, I just don't sing one word. And I hold one other word really long. And, you know, in the land of the free. Because I'm like, all right, I'll put a little bit of my spit into that. A little, little sauce on Yeah, you know, <laughs> give, give, give y'all a little something, something to go home to. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, you know, I just, I never wanted it to, I never wanted to make it about me. It's about the song. That's dope. That is dope. Because That's so dope. I think sometimes, I mean, entertainers do that. You make mm-hmm. it about you. Right. Or them. Yeah. And it loses its authenticity of the of the song in general. And so that is dope. Are, Let's play people. some basketball. Let's oh, like, go yeah, ahead and say that. Like, <laughs> hold on now. Oh, Carl. <laughs> oh. That remix, I was watching that last night, yeah. like just <laughs> doing the research, and then the Warriors remix to that, yeah. that Fergie thing. <laughs> just just the look on everybody's face, they're <sighs> just like, this is the most awkward thing. It was so right bad. <laughs> it was so bad. So, all right. You said you really became more of the sports fan, you know, uh, getting this this opportunity, this amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
Now, your son is getting into hockey. Yes. It, you know, was that something because hockey's just growing down here and he thought it was cool because, like, you know, we're beca- we're, we were always a sports town to us, but everybody else is now saying we're becoming a sports town. But, um, I mean, is he still in it or is he growing that joy from just kind of being around it and seeing dad on the ice? Where would that come about? It definitely came from us going to our first few games. Um, you know, and, and getting to share that with, with your kid is, that's amazing. I, I, you know, I can't explain that. Man, hold feeling. on, man. Hold on. First, you, you, your daughter has the most amazing birthday. <laughs> you, you, your son's on the ice, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and back, back of the house with the, these hockey players. Yep. Boy, you got a lot to work on it, when they get yeah, older, I, right? I know. It's, it's going to be something like, hey, can you, you know. Can you, yeah, Pops, can you do this? Because, you know. Front me something. For, right. <laughs> when is Stanley Cup coming home with us? Right. right. Like, like we're going to get it a couple days at our crib. <laughs> I want to eat cereal out of it, right? <laughs> but, no, just yeah. continue, though. He was just following the love from just being around that. Yeah. I mean, b- before, you, we were just, I wasn't even watching the games uh, before I started singing at them. Uh, but I was following along. Right. And I was just like, you know especially with Marc-Andre Fleury just being this elite, elite goalie. Hall of Famer. And just saying, oh, my gosh, he's so good. And my my son would just start to pick up on that and see my excitement about it. And then, you know, he, we went to our first game. Um, and I, I this is the moment I knew that sports was in his blood at a young age because it was never in my blood right. when I was young. But we were at the uh, Game 5 Stanley Cup Championship uh, where we lost against the Nationals. And he broke down crying. And that sent me, bro- you know, Absolutely. my son is devastated the right. over a team. And I was like, oh, my God, he loves Love them. Yeah. And that just filled me, I mean, with all of the different emotions. But, I mean, I started crying right along with him. And I just, you know, he's he was 11 at the Damn, time. So I just, so dope. you know, put him on my lap. And we just sat there and cried together. And yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say about the Nationals is that their fans are are very very upstanding. Yeah. And so you had co- people coming around saying, you know, you guys are amazing. Right, you know, right. this this wasn't a fluke. You this team was ridiculous, and you guys earned the right to be here. So that was also a really cool thing. But wow. you know, yeah, like you That's said, dope. now he's playing hockey and he wants to learn the game. You know, he's even talking about, oh, I want to. I want to be a ref one day. And I was just like, really? Wow. That's dope. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff though, right? Yeah. He's into it. Yeah. I mean, it, it can hit you. It can hit you early. I remember when the Cowboys lost in the 1994 NFC championship to the 49ers. I literally cried. I cried. And I've been, the Cowboys yeah. been making me cry since. <laughs> <laughs> Continuously. Continuously. So I can still cry. But they won before that. With the Bills, right? 52-17. I yeah. always remember that. Yeah, I yeah. remember the score because I was a Cowboys fan when yeah. I was a kid. Every, it's America's team. Everybody's a little was. bit. Was. You hear you say it was past tense. <laughs> I said it. it no, is no I said team. was. He said so. was. I, I uh, said it's Oh, good Lord. good Lord. Everybody's a little bit of a Cowboys fan. It's uh, all good. Continuing. <laughs> well, that's awesome that he built that That love. is. And, and that I, is awesome. And, and I think everybody's feeling that love, right? Because mm-hmm. they are the first born team here right and i'll never forget the first day i came i was actually not living here at the time i came back for the first game and i'm seeing like everybody come i was like where to get all this golden knights jersey like we've had a team for like eight years and like all different things so you know people are really connected to that yeah definitely yeah the energy is crazy this is a different it's crazy i can't can't explain it i i totally agree (laughs) the energy is crazy yeah so amazing opportunity you have 
the, the Vegas Golden Pipes. Not going to possibly become a millionaire doing that. Probably not. <laughs> not through them, I not, should say. Not, not through them. Um, so what's the next kind of goal? I mean, we talked about voiceover. Mm. I mean, are we talking, you know, theatrics is in, you know, theater is really a part of your life as well. And we haven't talked about that. I mean, is, is Hamilton a, a, something that you'd shoot for? You know what? If if it fell into my lap, I would have to take it. It's mm-hmm. It was when I first started hearing it in 2016, mm-hmm. I listened to it for a year and a half straight. Like literally in my car, everywhere I went was just Hamilton before I finally changed it to something else. Wow. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've, I've been a musical theater fan for over 20 years. I okay. did musical theater in high school. Um, we have a thing here, the Super Summer Theater out at the Spring Mountain Ranch. Yeah. Oh, dope. I've dope. done six shows out there. Um, I've actually done some things here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so musical theater, it being that big thing, I want it. I I would look at it saying, yeah, you know, if if you want to come and do Hamilton in New York, come do Hamilton in New York. I'd go for a year, and then I'd be like, all right, I want to go back to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, with um the last thing about the Golden Knights, man, because it's just it's just a dope kind of energy. Do you do you still take? I don't know, just can you give us the feeling of, like, how you prep, right? Like, just walk, because people won't get that, right? It's just like we talk about walking on the field during the Super Bowl, like what that energy would be like. You know, Mm -hmm. people don't get to experience that. Can you just kind of take us maybe a little bit of your pregame? How do you walk up? How do you warm up? You know, just just take us down on the ice with you just for a second. Okay. So I always – I'm always down in my dressing room about 20 minutes before everything starts. Um, that's usually where I do my warm-ups. Um, I'll go into... How's warm-ups go? You want to give us a little symbol there, warm-up? When, when I'm doing the warm-ups, I'll, I'll actually go into the bathroom for all of the acoustics. Acoustics, okay. Um, and literally, I'll just like... And just... That boy good. <laughs> that boy good. And I'll just do that over and over again, you know, until I feel I'm warm. Uh-huh. Um, and then I sing through the whole song. I, I, I have an app on my phone that is just a, a continuous tone of okay. the key that I do it in. Uh-huh. I, I hold it up to my ear just to keep it in my in my body. And I will just sing through the song as I would sing it out there on the on the ice. Um, and then usually when I'm done with that, they come and get me in about five minutes. We walk over there. We kind of just wait until they call me out. And I'm usually standing out there for about 10, 12 minutes. And... Oh, you're standing out there for a while before they cue you. Yeah. Well, because where I have to walk is right in front of the, the um, locker rooms. And they close off the that walkway. Okay. Like when they're getting, getting ready, ready to come, come out. On. So I have to get by it. There has been one time where they did they forgot to come and get me. Or they were busy. <laughs> I shouldn't say they forgot. They were probably busy. Um, and I was just like. I'm singing in like seven minutes. <laughs> Should like, probably go, and so I start walking through, and like all of the the guards are there, and I'm like, I gotta sing, <laughs> and and because yeah, they know who I am, right, they're, they're just like, like, oh yeah, hurry up and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. I'm usually just hanging out there. And That's then, super dope, man. I love it. Nah, That's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm I'm getting chills from the preparation standpoint because when I, I mean, I've, we've said it before. I'm I'm the DB of this show. 
But I, I, I played football back in the day, and I can just when you were going through your pregame warmer, I can feel like myself going through that pregame ritual and mm. seeing the entire other side gave me chills. Just now, like ah, oh, you know what? That brings me back into a whole nother level of like man, prepping yeah, and this what is that prepping. went yeah. through and right. all the of that mindset. mindset. Yeah, oh yeah, super dope. Oh yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you for taking us there. Yeah. All right, man. So here's uh, the winner's circle. This is uh, you know, where we talk about the platform and we bring people on because we talk about a platform and. And you're doing great things in the community, and um, that's why we have this. And what you want to talk about today is that you are the co-founder of Ava, excuse me, it's a tongue twister, <laughs> Ava's Avengers. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about the org and what the mission is. So our mission, our, our mission statement is um, find your inner hero. We, uh, in 2014, 2000, yeah, 2000, 2013, um, I was at my heaviest. I was like, 322 pounds you know mm -hmm. and just not active um and my best friend at the time uh his daughter ava uh has this condition called um chiari which means her brain actually leaks down the bottom of her skull into her into her spine and she has to have surgery mm. now you would never know it looking at her you would never she she never complains about it she's always always in high spirits um she's just an amazing little girl and even when they were taking to her to get, she had brain surgery at four years old. And I mean, she's, I mean, she's fine now, but okay. you would never think about it. Um, but even in the hospital, as she's going, as they're wheeling her to the surgery, uh -huh. she's hearing other kids cry. And she's like sitting up going, are they okay? What do they need? Are like, you shitting me? Like she just, Compassionate she, about her heart is massive. And um, while they were there doing that, uh, my friend, something happened with him and he got paralyzed. Like, while he's at the hospital, <laughs> they still don't know what it was. But he's sitting in the bed, paralyzed, while she's down the hall getting brain surgery. And I had literally just, I had put out on Facebook something like, you know, hey, I saw this thing about uh, obstacle course racing. Who wants to do it? And once he got the feeling back, he was just like, I used to run marathons. He used to do MMA. Um, he was like, I'll do it with you. And so I was like, oh, cool. So literally a month before the before we were going out, it was in Arizona, um, I start going to the gym a month before. I'm still 322 pounds. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm training I'm for training this. I'm going to do it. Great. Right, yeah. I get out there. I run 100 yards. I trip on a rock and just fall on my ass. <laughs> like, have you ever seen um, – have, have you ever seen uh, Marvel's Infinity War? Mm -hmm. Like the the end one where they're in Wakanda mm -hmm. and uh, Bruce Banner is in the Hulkbuster and he's mm -hmm. running and he trips on that. That was me. <laughs> that was literally me. Like the whole, everybody around us were like, yeah. And Hyping just, you boom. up and then boom, crash. Yep. Um, <laughs> Big man go down. <laughs> yeah. But but that was kind of the start of it. And um, ever since then, you know, we would, we would do these other races, uh, usually obstacle course races. And it just kind of grew into this thing where he's like, you know what, I want to, I, I want to do this for my daughter. Wow. Um, and, and so we, um, we, we kind of, he came up with the idea, but we kind of co-created it where we want to invite other people to come out and just, you know, be a better you. You don't have to be the best runner out there. You know, you don't have to be able to climb a rope you don't have to be able to run a 5k mm -hmm. in 25 minutes you know just just come out if you want to be a better person if you want to be a better you be a healthier you 
we're here for you. We'll, we will run with you. We will walk with you. We'll crawl with you. It doesn't matter. We just, we want you to, we want you to want to be better. And, and, and his daughter does these things. He, she does all of these races and she's up to like the, I think she's 10. She may just turn 10, nine or 10, but um, she's up to the adult races now. Now she doesn't do like the 15 mile ones, but she'll do the, the 5k ones with right. us and she'll blow people out of the water. You, you would never know that she had this, this, this disease that's incurable. Shout out to Ava. Wow. Yeah. And so, and yeah. And so what do we do? I mean, we raise all this money and, um, we help people with their medical bills. Mm. So there, um, we've had, uh, there's a room in the uh, Ronald McDonald house in yeah. LA. Uh, we paid for a whole year of a room. So if somebody goes down there and they can't pay for anything, they can stay in this specific room and everything's taken care of. Wow. So, Damn. Yeah. So we just... I got to applaud that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. good stuff, man. No, it's, it's, I love it. I love the finding your inner hero. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's difficult. I think it's sometimes it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and kind of find who that hero is. So yeah. you talked about kind of your journey of, and I, and I saw, I even saw like on your IG about weightlifting, about mm-hmm. conquering some, some weight that you've, you've conquered now. So how did you, I guess when you test yourself to different limits that might test you and get out of your comfort zone, how, how is that for you? How was that process for you finding your inner hero? It, you know, it's one of those things that's hard at first, especially if you're just trying to get into it and you're going, you really don't know what you're doing. Um, it's easy to get discouraged. You, yeah. you get on a, a treadmill and you can only run for two minutes, if that. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, you know, I'm just, that, that work's not putting in. Defeated. Yeah, you can easily get that way. Mm-hmm. And I've just had to look at myself and just kind of check myself. You know, I, I was, there was a time where I was really depressed. And the only thing that got me through it was working out. So I would force myself, what I would do, I would take my daughter to school, drop her off. And then I would put my gym clothes on as I dropped her off so that I would just go to the gym right afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. No, has no stop. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Don't, don't go back home. Mm-hmm. Cause once you go back home, it's a wrap. There, there's the couch, there's right. the TV. Boom. Um, I would go to the gym and I, that's when I started learning, you know what? I don't have to be the best every single time mm-hmm. I can work towards it. And if I have, a bad day, you know what? I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to have a better day than I did yesterday. And that has got me to the mindset. And now I go six times a week and I'm usually there for two and a half to three hours. So that's, that's dope, man. That's big time. That's good stuff. And that's that's anything in life. Really. Yeah. I mean, every day is not going to be a good day. It's not. Yeah. Let's go back tomorrow and try again. Yeah. Hashtag keep going, man. That's my yeah. thing. That's take, take a step. Just move, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just take one step. And if you take one step back, you know what? Tomorrow, take two steps forward. That's awesome. So you guys have done some cool stuff. <laughs> so you've done a toy drive, food mm-hmm. drive, clothing drive. Mm-hmm. But man, what the hell is a mighty mosquito <laughs> relay, man? It was a mighty mosquito. Was I part of that? Because <laughs> it, it was on your website. I'm like, what the hell? Like you running from mosquitoes? <laughs> what the hell is that? You know what? <laughs> these these people who put on these things, they come up with some crazy, crazy things. There's like a uh, a lake to lake relay. There's mm. a, a fish lake relay. There are all these different things, and so um, that that just happens to be the name of that of, of that of some event particular event. relay yeah but relays are just you know you go out and you have a team um uh, ragnar that's that's the big thing there's a uh, ragnar which is like 170 something miles 
that you run over a couple of days, but with a team of like 12 people. And so you literally you just go out and you run, you have a good time. And after you run, we usually get shit faced and see that I'll, hang out. I'll be there for the shit face part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, my mosquitoes had to be held in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> they just eat you alive down there. <laughs> Golly. So you guys do, and it seems, and just reading about it, it seems you, you provide a stopgap, right? Like you want to raise money and you want to help as many people. And, and it's just really, there's no, oh, we're only doing cancer. Oh, we're only doing kids or it's just a stopgap mm-hmm. to help people reach their limit right to to, to become a hero or, or to be a hero to somebody right yeah the, the whole thing is is to raise the money um but you know these other people who are joining us it's if they have an ailment and they get over it and they want to join absolutely you know we'll take anybody literally anybody if you have that mindset um but it's the people who we get to come and do these races do these musical events do these toy drives um, that raises the money to help out these other families that otherwise wouldn't be able to make it. That's dope. So, um, how could you just um, give any of the social for the um, Ava's? We're going to put this in the show notes of two, but if you could just say any of the website, how they get in touch with you, all of that. So, uh, our website is Ava's Avengers. Ava, I see it is a tongue twister. I told you. <laughs> I can't even say this, it. All this wine don't help, though, but right. anyway. <laughs> Ava's Avengers. Dot org um, is where you can find us, and our Instagram is is Ava's Avengers. Um, our Facebook isn't up yet. We're still we we want to put more content on it, but um, those are the two places that you can get a hold of us right now. That's super dope, man. All right, man. I mean, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> I mean, so we're coming to the end of our time. Oh, it has been an hour, right? It's Damn. crazy, right? But um, <laughs> we we want you to leave, and how we ask all of our guests is to to leave off with the assist, right? So this is the coaching gym. Uh, words to live by, a mantra, right? And I mean, you can even go back to what you do if you want to do just a tip. <laughs> we know you leave those on your Facebook. That was, that was just a tip Tuesdays. Just a tip Tuesdays. <laughs> so you can follow him and get those just a tip Tuesdays lessons. But yeah, just just um, a, a word to the wise. I mean, it, it, I actually have a tattoo on my chest. Um, it's kanji, and it says it says continuing forever, but it means perseverance, and that's what it takes, you know. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy Renner, I'm thinking of people who didn't get famous until they were in their late 30s, early 40s, mm-hmm. sometimes 50s, you know, and they knew what they wanted to do and they never gave up no matter how many no's they got. So, you know, if if you are 45 years old and you want to you want to sing, sing. Don't don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> That's that's all I could say is just Let's go. You have you have to keep going because once you stop, then you're you're never gonna reach it. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, hey, we want to thank our guests, man. Thank you, Mr. Golden Pipes, for blessing us today. You know what I <laughs> mean? If you want to sing us out, you can do that while I say a few parting words. But um <laughs> big thanks to our friend of the show, Rodney Arnett, for helping us uh, set this up. And thank you for you the people for listening, man. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please give us feedback on who else you'd like to see or what you thought of the show. We are black in sports on all platforms on all social platforms and then don't forget you know we have the locker room episodes dropping that's our short format every tuesday um just stay safe practice gratitude and know we're rooting for you screaming all us blacks got it sports and entertainment until we even assuming you're rooting for everybody black yeah uh-huh yeah Assume me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 yo.
me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat bouts, racks on handmade new rags. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to conscious class to rap.